welcome in windailysports.com. Oh, we're halfway there, ladies and gentlemen. We're actually one day away from week two starting up. Man, Wednesdays are always tough, but guess what? We're here for you. We're here to talk some football with you. We're here to have a little bit of fun. We being oh, yeah. John Jansen at jjansen34. My co-host, you can follow right there. You see it at Stoby, S-T-O-W-E-B-Y. Uh, this is all sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.app and check that out. Or you can go to any of the app store of your choice and just search up the Sharp app. And also, subscribe windailysports.com for gold membership. Use the promo code NFL2021. You can still get a six-month gold membership for $100 off. If you haven't done it yet, didn't you see all the winners that we had over the weekend? You might want to do that. Great deal. $100 off, six-month gold membership. Use the promo code NFL2021. Stoby, today we're looking at some quarterbacks and stacks for week three. I imagine, uh, at least for season long, we're not going to be using tomorrow's game at all for any quarterbacks or stacks probably not uh but what about some games for sunday there are some interesting and there there's a couple of interesting games that i, I want to bring up to you uh because there are a bunch of big totals out there we're looking at 50 points in about three or four games yeah so, 54 and a half and above in two of them yeah it's it's insane so what's what's that matchup i guess that you're talking because obviously with stacks comes matchups so it's just, I think, identifying the matchups that we want and just stacking those. Uh, what is that kind of matchup to you? I know Chargers-Cowboys are up there. Titans-Seahawks is up there. Uh, Vikings-Cardinals is up there. You know, what are the matchups? And did I just name all of them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, there's, there's a couple of other ones that look good that I'm kind of interested in just because there's going to be so many people gravitating towards. I mean, the obvious ones are there. Uh, um, I mean, Seattle... Seattle, Tennessee, and then Dallas Chargers is there's going to be so much ownership on both of those games. Yeah. There's going to be a ton of stacks run pretty much every single way you can think of. Um, so, I mean, those are the obvious ones. You you can't really go wrong. Even you know, with Seattle, you can you know mix it up, maybe put Everett in there, or with Prescott, you could run a little run a little Schultz in there as opposed to running a, a second wide receiver and kind of differentiate a little bit. Uh, but the, the one, the one that I keep on kind of looking at that piques my interest a little bit that I think may go a little undervalued is your Eagles. I, Oh, we're on the same page here. That's a good thing. 50, I think 50 and a half point total. I think this game in general, you could stack. San yes. Francisco and the Eagles both. I love the over yes. in this game, and I think this is going to be one of those sneaky, you kind of stay away from it because San Francisco's defense is good. Eagles' defense is considered pretty good. This is I don't think many are going to roster both Eagles and San Francisco players. Nope. I think this is a sneaky, sneaky stack spot. And you can get it and still maintain a, a, a lot of value. You could run a Hertz and a, a Devontae Smith, and you could run it back with a Kittle and a Debo. Is Devontae and Smith, you, if they don't adjust it, is he an, almost close to an automatic play? It's just the, the price is still not high up there for a guy who's going to clearly demand yeah. most of the targets in that offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, eight targets in the first game, and I, I don't see that changing. And even, you know, Goddard looked a lot better. Uh, give give him credit. You know, we none of us were we, we were all kind of taking a wait and see approach with Hertz just because of all the offseason talk and the, the kind of trade 
talks that were always in the background. So it just seemed like there was something that they didn't like. But I mean, shout out to him. He he came out and granted, I know it was Atlanta, but he still went out there and he threw the ball well and he looked fantastic. And I think we might get one more week where we might get a little bit of depressed ownership in that game, and I think we can take advantage of it. Yeah. I, how far are we going with the stack, though? Are we, uh, with the 49ers, you know, is it tough to find a stack with them just because we don't know the running back? I think the Eagles very clear. If you want to stack, it's Hurts, it's Sanders, and it's Devontae Smith. And you can actually stack all those guys and still have plenty of room for some big-name players. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with, with on the San Francisco side, I have a hard time just because of the quarterback. I mean, but that's yeah. nothing. There's nothing to say you can't you can't run two wideouts for Philly and then Kittle and Debo or Ayuk, or you can find ways to kind of kind of sneak that in there. We don't know the deal with Ayuk, but if he is gonna get if he's gonna get any sort of work, we all know he's talented. So I mean, there's there's several different ways you can go about it. I'm just probably not gonna stack with the uh with garoppolo on the other side just because there's so many questions up in the air and you never get a reliable answer from san francisco and we don't know the reliable answer for the running back either right like i know it's elijah mitchell but do we really believe that like do we believe that trey sermon's not going to get many carries and you know mitchell's going to get close to the 19 that he had against detroit no way it's it's, three there are going to be three running backs involved in the rushing rushing game yeah yeah, and I mean, we just don't know. We just don't know which way that's going to cut. So I mean, that's always that's always a problem, and it doesn't matter who the who the running back is. San Francisco is going to take the running back on the field, and they're going to turn them into quality production. So I've been kind of hemming and hawing on my running back article with whether or not I should put a San Francisco back in there because you know it should be effective. Yeah, and I love this stack by the way from Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like that little is Kittle. Uh, that's supposed to be George Kittle, but Hertz, Miles, Smith, Goddard, Kittle. I love Kittle in this game because yeah, the Eagles yeah. we've known have gotten gotten beat by tight ends before, and I don't think that's going to change. Again, like I don't know how this game is going to go, you know. So I'm not going to say like San Francisco is going to crush him and George Kittle is going to get you know 200. No, but I, I think Kittle is going to have a, a pretty big day, and that's going to be. Debo Samuel was the number one target against Detroit. I think George Kittle pretty much leads the way in this game. This game script and the way you can attack the Eagles. I actually think Debo Samuel's kind of a tough play with Darius Slay on him. Yeah. And I thought yeah, the yeah, Eagles yeah. quarterbacks in general, both outside guys, Steven Nelson and also Darius Slay, look good. I think where you can attack them is Alex Singleton, Eric Wilson. They're not coverage guys. And I think San Francisco knows how to get George Kittle more involved more than let's just say the Falcons knew how to get Kyle Pitts involved. I, I yeah. like it a lot in that stack. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one, that one looks really fun. It's just being, being a little, a little sneakier, a little under owned. Now, if this does hit, like, is this game stack one that could put you at a, a little bit of an advantage here? Cause I feel like this is a game stack. I don't know how many are going to be, are going to be on this one. Yeah. If, if this one goes, if this one goes off with all of the big totals, all the 50 plus point total or 50, we got 54, 55 point totals. Right. There's people that are just going to be gravitating towards that because the prices are not are not unreasonable anywhere. I was looking and I didn't see I didn't see a whole lot where I was like, I don't really I think that's a little bit expensive. If anything, they're all a little cheap, with the exception of maybe the passing game for Tennessee. If you're going to run it back with uh, run it back with A.J. Uh, well, that- AJ Brown or or I'm not sure about Julio yet, but I know right. A.J. Brown feels right. 
so that's one that's that's interesting because I I like Tennessee to bounce back in this game. I don't know when it, mm-hmm. but I like them to bounce back, and I think Ryan Tannehill and this offense mm-hmm. are going to look much better than they did against Arizona. Seattle's defense isn't that good. I know it looked good against you know the Colts and Carson Wentz. That's but that's a completely different story. I think these outside guys are going to be way too much. Rocky Sin isn't really he's a solid cornerback. He's not really a big one. Like Xavier Rhodes isn't really that big. And I think Julio Jones and AJ Brown are just going to be, if they attack him the right way and just go straight at him, I think Tennessee is going to be fine in that aspect. So I I think Tennessee's one where kind of people are going to pivot away from them because of such a down performance in week one. And that Mm -hmm. make me, that might make me kind of go all in on this, this passing offense. Yeah, I agree. And if anybody, if most people, if they are going to attack this game, they're likely going to run a combination of, of Wilson Lockett, and Metcalf and then they're going to run it back with one Titan. They're not going to run back more than likely. They're not going to run back with a Tannehill, you know, AJ Brown or a Ferks or if he ends up being available or Jones and then a single uh, uh, Seattle wide receiver or Everett. it's, it's likely going to be the other way around and the run back is going to be from the Tennessee side. So that is definitely a way that I think you can differentiate yourself. Yeah, and I just named a bunch of Colts cornerbacks, by the way, which I, I <laughs> gosh, one too many shows today. But uh, speaking of that, you know, I, I didn't like how that Colts secondary looked. Uh, I know they're probably going to be better than how they looked against Seattle, but this is not a spot where I think you have to particularly fade uh, the Rams, at least in fantasy. You might in terms of spread, because I think the spread's going to overreact a little bit to what happened with the Rams. But I think that the, the Rams are kind of, match in a way matchup proof mm-hmm. is that okay to say about the rams just because now okay we know yeah. matthew stafford works well in this offense is it going to be like it was like 34 points against the bears every time no but yeah robert woods and cooper cup are going to be involved heavily just like they have been and the passing game is probably going to be better than it has been oh yeah yeah and there and that you also you can kind of look towards the the ancillary players now with the rams too because you have a quarterback that can you know read the entire field so you know you're tied in Jefferson, yeah, yeah, Van Jefferson. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have a quarterback that can get through all of his progressions now. So I mean, there's a there's a lot of different ways you can go after that as well. And the Rams, I, I'm not sure. I want to see it another week, but it looked like you know Chicago had a plan in place. They just didn't stick with it. That yeah. it's, but that's that's a di- completely different conversation. <laughs> Good job, Matt Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're tuned in to a quarterbacks and stacks live stream here, windailysports.com, all sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.app, sign up, and you can actually get a one month free gold membership if you sign up over at Sharp. Uh, and you'll get that one month gold membership for Wind Daily Sports. Also, if you want six months gold membership for $100 off, use the promo code NFL2021. Sign up over there, windailysports.com. So we're going over quarterbacks and stacks. Uh, what do you think is going to be the chalk here? Because that's always the the one to identify. Uh, who do you think, what do you think going to be the kind of that chalk stack that you know everybody is kind of putting in their lineup? I think the Rams could potentially be that uh, because of of how much, how much, was being made of them coming into this season. And then they absolutely blew the doors wide open with the mm-hmm. performance that they had. But where, where do you think the chalk is going to be on this slate? I, I think it goes to Dallas LA. Yeah. That's I, another one. Yeah. I, I see a lot of it going there because there's not going to be a lot of defense in that game. <laughs> it's just there there with, with Gallup out, there's even more targets to go around for, you know, for Cooper and, 
uh, for CD and Dalton Schultz. And then you still have, you got Cedric Wilson at 31 for 3,100 on DK. That's going to be rolling into that role in a, you know, 55 total game, which I wouldn't be surprised if that total went up between now and Sunday. Yeah. And then you got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler in that, uh, in that in that Chargers offense that it's just going to be silly. Yeah, Austin Eckler's stat line was uh interesting. Didn't, wasn't there yeah. something yeah, wasn't there something of note there from you that you Yeah, saw? he didn't get a, he didn't get a single target. It's something to it's something to keep an eye on. They got they got a new offensive scheme and I'm going to wait one more week to kind of make my assessment on that. And but it's it's something to make note of. Just keep an eye on on how many targets he gets here in week 2. This this contest should be a little more suited for him to be able to go off in the in the passing game. So if you see him with you know one, two targets, three targets even uh, against Dallas, uh, might be a little bit of concern there on on my end with that because part of the reason why he was drafted as high as he was and why we were touting him as much as we were is because of that passing down work because nobody thinks he's going to get you know, 250, 300 uh, uh, touches during the game. He's going to be a high efficiency guy that's that makes a lot of his a lot of his money in the passing game. Yeah, that's it is a new offense there. So maybe they don't plan to utilize and I'm sure he's going to get targets, but not Mm -hmm. not in the way that we've kind of been thinking that he's just going to be peppered with a bunch of passing targets and that's going to help his overall kind of uh, rankings. But yeah, it's it is intriguing. Uh, Another we've been talking about bounce backs. You know, Titans, I think, are clear spot for a good bounce back here against Seattle. I don't think they're going to score 13 points again. What about Atlanta? Because Tampa Bay was shredded by Dallas. Dallas is a great passing offense. I think that's a top five passing offense in the league. Could be top three. Could end up as one of the best. But I think we're going to pivot too far away from the Falcons. They put up a lot of points at the that and, and what's kind of etched in my brain, and of course, different head coach and different circumstances, different team, all of that new year. I know. But that game last year was 44 27. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was a that was a high scoring game. And the Bucks defense, are we really going to consider to them a, a top end defense at this point? Like I I think there is a little bit of concern in that secondary there. Yeah. Maybe not a stack for Atlanta. I, I think we can maybe stack sort of the pass catchers. If if it's me, and we'll get to that with you too, I'm probably going Brown and Mike Evans instead of Brown and Chris Godwin for this game. But I think Calvin Ridley's in play here. I think Calvin Ridley's going to bounce back for a huge game against a secondary that, you know, they had trouble with elite receivers like CeeDee mm-hmm. Lamb and Amari Cooper. I think Calvin Ridley's going to put him in, in sort of a blender here, and uh, they're going to have a tough time covering him. Uh I think that's fair, especially if uh, who was it? Who was it getting targeted all last uh, on Thursday? Was it Dean that was getting uh, getting attacked the entire Could game? I can't. I, yeah. I think that's who it was. They kept on they kept on looking towards him and kind of forcing it that way. So if they can set it up, because it clearly Dallas thought that he was the the weakest defensive back of the bunch. So if they find a way to scheme those sorts of those sorts of formations to, to get him in the, in one-on-ones with him. I think they can definitely target it because, you know, uh, you know, uh, Tampa's Tampa's going to be aggressive. So if, uh, if they can get him behind that secondary, 
he could absolutely have a big day. Now, I, as far as stacking it, I'm I'm with you. I would I would not use him for anything more than a run back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I am not I am not touching the rest of this Atlanta team. I'm, no, I'm, not at all. I probably. I but how much say, how much are you putting in for for Tampa? Uh, Tampa, I, I feel fine going with somebody like Brown and Gronkowski. I've I've been on I've been on them since the preseason, thinking they were going to have big seasons. And Mike Evans, big target in the red zone. He just had a down week. Usually, what he does when he ha- he has these down weeks is he'll turn around and they'll force feed him the ball, and he'll end up you know catching a touchdown or two, or getting a lot of extra red zone looks. So, uh, I, I I think you're you're along the right mindset to to look at Mike Evans here here in week two because Mike Evans burns people constantly. He's yeah. that's just the way that that he is, and that's why I don't like like rostering him. Yeah, and you know I think people are going to pivot away from him, right? Like I think he's going to be it's going to be a lot of Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. And look, if you want to pivot away from, I think Antonio Brown's the one I'm willing to keep in my lineup and and continue to to kind of just plug him in until. I'm showing otherwise, yep. but I want to pivot away from Chris Godwin. Now the, the pivot might be towards Gronkowski and not Evans, but I think I'm, I may be looking to pivot away from Godwin and not get him into as many lineups this week. Okay. I mean, that that's fair. I mean, Evans, Evans scores his, his right. points in bunches. So yeah. if, if you're, if you're taking, if you're taking Evans, you're taking it because, you know, Godwin's not going to be getting a ton of looks, and it's it, he's going to be get him and him and Brown are going to be getting a ton of the volume. So I'm I'm perfectly fine with that if you decide to go that route. So I know there's one game that you you liked sort of as a as a game stack maybe. I know you liked one side of this, but I think there might be a solid, somewhat little potential here for a game stack. Denver Jacksonville. Uh, I know you love the Denver side. Obviously, yeah. now with Jerry Judy out, you know it. So okay, so with Jared Judy out, obviously Cortland Sutton kind of gets a bump up for sure. Gets a bump up. He's in one guy there. No fan. We could take a look at the targets there. Yeah, no fan. But how about how about this in terms of DFS? Like Tim Patrick would be the you know high floor, low ceiling guy. KJ Hamler three point eight K. I think could win you a slate if he catches because he had that chance against New York and he dropped it but I think he's going to have another chance again to get a deep ball from Teddy Bridgewater. And I think he catches this one this time. It gets a really bad uh, Jacksonville defense. I think KJ Hamler's the one that kind of gets a bump up because he'll be on the field a little bit more. And the more opportunities he's on the field, the more routes he runs, they're going to connect on one of these. And I think Jacksonville, you can connect on. I like it. I like that. Cause I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of people there. There's just, there's so many, there's so many stacks going on. Yeah, Denver, <laughs> nobody, nobody is touching Jacksonville after what happened last week. That was an abomination. So, but you, but I think their game script could because they had a ton of garbage points. I mean, they yeah, scored twenty one, but a ton of garbage points. And I know that because I have Trevor Lawrence everywhere, and Trevor Lawrence yep. haven't ended up having a great fantasy day. Yep. So. This is great. The last two days, I've just been testing. Let's see what's by himself. My computer just went haywire. But like, we're getting a lot of garbage time. And Trevor Lawrence, that was all garbage. Yep. It ended up being a great fantasy day. Yep. 
Could we be seeing a game script kind of here again to maybe some garbage time points? And I agree with Brian. If you're going anywhere, it's probably Marvin Jones in terms of receiver. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna have to go deep downfield. So they're gonna need to do something. It, it's I don't I just I mean I'm willing I'd, I'd be willing to take a couple of shots on on either Charcoal or Jones. It would neither of those would be would be a concern for me. I just don't know what what Meyer is thinking. Uh, you can't use James Robinson until he actually figures out that he that he's a, the best running back that he has. Yeah, and actually decides to not throw fifty-one passes, and then how do you how do you start your rookie quarterback off against the worst run defense in the league with four or with uh you know three straight passes? Like it was the game plan was ridiculous. Yeah, everybody has their scripted first ten or fifteen plays, and then they go from there. Meyer did none of that. He was just like, ah, let's throw it, like. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing? What, what are you doing? It was man? it was odd. It was really yeah. odd. Yeah, I'm gonna be watching the first series, the first couple of series of that game again, just just to see what he's doing because I I want to know if he's in over his head. We if he doesn't adjust this week and it's more of the same, it'll it's gonna end up being pretty clear that he probably shouldn't shouldn't be there. So we're going through the quarterbacks and stacks here at winddailysports.com. Uh, this is all sponsored by the Sharp app. Also, sign up at uh, winddailysports.com for a gold membership. Use the promo code NFL2021, and you can still get a $100 off a six-month gold membership. But, you know, wrapping things up here, because we've gone through pretty much every stack that you can think of that's going to be utilized. Going anymore would just be, all right, we're trying to just fit stuff in. Yeah. What about a stack you're staying away from? That like you kind of hear like people want to game stack this and maybe because it's a high total it's or it's going to be too chalky. But just what what's the stay away kind of game from you that you, you've been seeing stacked a bit here? Uh, I mean, Minnesota, Arizona might be one that gets a little bit of attention that I'm probably going to stay away from. Um, the Cardinals, I agree with that, actually. Yeah, the, the Cardinals defense looked a little bit scary. Um, I don't know how much of that was Tennessee and the new new scheme and new coaching, but they did not look like last year's defense by any, any stretch of the imagination. They were stingy the entire day, and they were stuffing the run, which was something that I was not expecting. I was targeting Henry a lot in GPPs, and they shut him down. It, it's not like he didn't have enough carries. He had like 17 carries or something like that. And he was, he averaged like 3.2 yards per carry and then got stuffed at the goal line. So there, there's, there may be something there with Arizona. So I, I'm probably going to stay clear minus may, I mean, you're going to have some Jefferson in there. Um, but other than, other than maybe Jefferson and then a couple of pieces like Nook and maybe Chase Edmonds just as one-offs, um, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be stacking a lot of that game. That's the one I'm staying away from, the Saints. I because Carolina's gonna be all oh, you can. Carolina's defense isn't that good. Saints look great. No way are they doing that again. That was such a skewed, odd game. Just take a look at the yardage compared to the amount of attempts that he threw compared to the touchdowns. It was just an <laughs> odd stat line. There's that no was, way they're gonna get that many turnovers again and be in that great field position all the time. That I think. Go that ahead. was the most un-Jameis Winston-like game in Jameis yeah, Winston's was, Winston's career. It was that, odd. That, 
And there's no way they do it again this week. So I, I, uh, Brian, that was the one I absolutely, because you know Jameis is back. Jameis looked great. Jameis threw five touchdowns. No, I'm not. I'm not stacking yeah. anyone here. I don't like any wide receiver options. Even Alvin Kamara, I'm a little bit iffy on as starting as a top back. Uh, I would rather pivot somewhere else. By the way, Christian McCaffrey looked amazing in his return back. By the way, there is not there is nothing wrong with Christian McCaffrey. He is no. a okay. So yep. you know, I I just rather be looking sort sort of elsewhere at top backs. I don't like that. I don't like New Orleans at all. None of it. Terrible, terrible idea to go anywhere near New Orleans. Uh, but it is a good idea, Stoby, to go near WindellySports.com and sign up for a gold membership because we're going to be. Taking you up to the Sunday slate, sticks, picks, and ghosts. Uh, Nick and uh, Nick and Nick, fantastic mm-hmm. Saturday, uh, Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Tune into that again, 11 a.m. every single Sunday. We also have a showdown stream that's coming up tomorrow here, at Wind Daily Sports. And guess who that's going to be? It's going to be Stobie and myself. Aye. Oh yeah, you're looking at him. So we're going to be oh, yeah. taking you all the way up to the showdown, giving you some showdown plays between the Giants and Washington. I tell you what. That might be a quick stream. That might be a really quick. <laughs> this sucks. And look, over, if you but, guys, if you guys have some ideas, something you want us to do for fun, right, you know. right. If you guys want anything, <laughs> you want to do an AMA, whatever it is, fine. Yeah, we we might just we might just be fifteen minutes on that and spend another fifteen or twenty minutes. Just I don't. <laughs> I don't know how much analysis I'm going to have on a on a total that's at 40 and a half right now. I'll say that. But start, we're going to start both defenses. Right. Well, you might. <laughs> that's actually, you know, I think Washington could get close to double digit sacks in this one. You know, I don't know. That Giants the offensive line looked terrible. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. That is it for the quarterbacks and sacks. Thanks to all of our guys. I'm seeing Corey in there. I'm seeing Brian, Ivan, Dennis, Zach. Uh, good to see all the, a lot of Win Daily. Uh, members that I've seen before over in the chat. We'll be back tomorrow right here, though, windailysports.com.